1: Welcome to the 64th episode of Frontlines: The Clone Wars podcast. For the episode Monster, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, and back from the back to tank, it's his his I friend. am yes, his,
2: uh, <laughs> Matt Cranky say hi Matt. Hey, what's going on? I'm back. You know, I had a few, uh, J- I had some Java juice and uh, chased it with some uh, Death Sticks. I'm I'm feeling a little better. <laughs> Happy New Year to all the Frontlines listeners and to you. I know it's been uh a few weeks since i've been around so uh yeah i'm feeling good though i'm ready to go man talk yeah. talk a little monster yeah dude 64 episodes 64. i every every
1: time we do an intro like that it's like every time it's my turn to do it i just i'm amazed <laughs> that we're at 64 episodes and like we're gonna keep going i think we might because we probably got like 10 episodes before the end of the season right we'll probably hit 75 before the end of the season
2: 75 yeah exactly
1: which is just a it's ridiculous
2: yeah it's good times (laughs) so we got a lot of things to cover we do let's uh let's head on over to the news
0: I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think
2: we've got something sir. Good luck. You're going to need it. And, you know, one of the first things in news, Mike, is uh, the Force Unleashed voice actors are going to be Mm -hmm. joining the Clone Wars cast, and I was really excited to to read this. there was a story on the Force Network. Dave Filoni brought in uh, Sam Whitmer, uh, Whitwer, who is, uh, of course, the Secret Apprentice, and Adrian Wilkinson, who is uh, Maris Brood. And uh, you know, they're not playing, of course, the 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 Force Unleashed characters. They're going to be voicing uh, new characters. And uh, mm-hmm. Dave Filoni was quoted as saying, "It was great to have them become part of the project." Sam is definitely one of the most knowledgeable fans of Star Wars I have ever met. To be honest, he is deep into stuff. That was huge. That was a huge asset for me while creating the episode. And Filoni said that Whitware and Wilkinson's work, of course, would appear in in a season three episode. So that's cool, you know. And and Sam Very Whitmer is uh, he's a great voice actor, of yep. course. Unfortunately, is you know I love the story and and the way he played it. And I had you know I'm not really big on uh, I wasn't I didn't really notice let's say that Witwer is actually not just the voice he he is the actual. Uh, the The character is yeah. him.
1: Is yeah, him. he's the face and everything. The
2: face, yeah. And I, I don't know where I was. I just thought that was a face they created, but that is actually him. And I didn't even notice it until a uh, little off topic. We were watching. A, I was watching a, a episode of Dexter, mm-hmm. and he's actually yeah, in season, season one. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was yeah. looking at him and I go. I'm watching this and I'm going. I told my wife. I go. He looks so familiar. Where do I know this thing? Though <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, and I, I went yeah. right to IMDb, and I looked at it. And I go, I know this character because he had the glasses on, so he was a little different. But he had a yeah. crew cut, you know. Oh, I,
1: he he he's such a different character in that than he is yeah. in anything else because um, he's also a couple other things he's been in are um, uh, he's in the movie The Mist. The Mist, yeah. Right. Um, and he was. I'm pretty sure he was on Battlestar Galactica for a little while. Yes, yeah. um, and uh, let's see what else. Well, he was on Smallville recently, and he's got a new series called Being Human, which right. is an American adaptation of a uh, of a British show. Which yeah. reminds me, I have to set my TiVo in order to to <laughs> it's, it's uh, the premiere is on tonight on yeah. Yeah. in Canada for just a. Little, that's a little bit of off talk. Off topic, Canada love for, for the Canada, love. there you
2: space. go. They're gonna be like, "Oh man, space!"
1: It got mentioned.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to a, to see him. I thought that was funny that yeah, I, totally. I never put it two and two together. So
1: I'm I'm curious as to what kind of character he'll be playing because I uh, really like, honestly, he could he could pretty much play just about anything. Yeah, um, right. He yeah. is he is a really really talented actor. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and his voice work is amazing. I mean, his voice work in, in The Force Unleashed is one of the things that makes that game oh, yeah. so believable, right? Um, I still haven't played the second one, but you <laughs> get around to that.
2: Yeah, you'll get around to it. Uh, uh, just a couple other nuggets of news, too. Uh, I was watching the, uh, the Golden Globes last night, and actually Natalie Portman won a Golden Globe for her portrayal in the movie Black Swan. And, and all I have to say is... You know, the uh, Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press, they finally, you know, got around to acknowledging her because they missed all that stuff in the prequels. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah,
1: her amazing performance
2: in the Yeah, one. exactly. It's, uh, this is one of those, you know, like the Lord of the Rings where they, you know, they forgot to, to get him in the first two, but, you know, by the end, they gave him a bunch of awards. And this, here's the same type of thing. You know, hey, all that work you did in Star Wars... Here you go. We're finally going to recognize you for this. Whatever she did in in Black Swan, she was a ballerina or something like that. But, uh, no, hey, Star Wars actress winning a Golden Globe. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and another thing, too, the last thing here, uh, I thought it was kind of funny, is Carrie Fisher is joining uh, the Jenny Craig program. She's going to be the new spokesman. I thought that was kind of funny because she is definitely uh, – I don't know, what's the word? Eccentric, maybe? I don't know. She's she's a, she's a different kind, Whacked you know what I mean? out of her gourd? Is that <laughs> what you're looking for? I was looking for the politically correct version, yeah.
1: No, there is no political... The thing with Carrie Fisher is that she is so politically incorrect, there's no way to describe her that is yeah. politically correct. <laughs> so it's like she brings it on herself. Um, yeah. There was a moment at C5 where <laughs> we're sitting there in the George Lucas panel, yeah. and they bring her out. And she starts talking, and you just see everybody else on stage because uh, John Stewart, George Lucas, and Mark Hamill are, are already all out on stage. And Carrie Fisher comes out, and she starts talking. And you just, even, it, like, we weren't that close. We were fairly close, but we weren't that close. And even from the distance that we were at, we could kind of see this look on all of their faces of, like, oh, my God, what's she going to say? <laughs> what's she going <laughs> to say? Oh, please don't yeah, let her say yeah. something. And she starts going off about, like, man, I don't even remember. But it was just, like, ridiculous stuff. Ridiculous stuff. Yeah. And, and like, um, I think it was something about Jabba and about the bikini and oh, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and, uh and it was just like, the, yeah, it was so inappropriate.
2: So but, yeah, I was going to say the conversation got a little bit, almost PG thirteen, a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah
1: um, they need to they need to use the 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 gold bikini in these Jenny Craig ads. Like, they Can you imagine. Would... <laughs> oh, oh. So, don't be a fool, Jenny Craig. You're throwing away a fortune.
2: <laughs> like seriously, that would be hilarious. Like a before and after. They should have <laughs> yeah. a before, and then after it should be in the middle of the bikini. <laughs> Oh, man, there's some huge <laughs> possibilities there. That's, wow. <laughs> oh, she that's used funny. to be like, remember when I used to look like this? Yeah. And will would be
1: like, yeah, we do. What the heck happened? <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, so I was like 14 at the time. It was, it was fantastic, <laughs> you know. Oh, man. Good times, good times. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure they're going to reel her in, though. But I know what you're saying, though. Every time she comes out, you know, kind of on her own or, or yeah. candid, it's like, oh, boy, hang on. Who knows what she's gonna say? Uh, So that's funny. So, just a couple things in news. Not nothing. Nothing nothing huge. But uh, the next segment is collecting. But we're going to bypass collecting for this week. Uh, Jason Hunt, who's also uh, Boyd on the forums, he's been working on a timeline for us for the. He's also
1: uh, Jason's the one who does like our uh, our intro, right? Yeah, our intro. Um,
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's working on a timeline, a Clone Wars timeline, and and I believe he said he was going to add this to the forums, and he did an actual audio clip for us. It's about, uh, I think, about 13 minutes long or so. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's take a quick listen to uh, the Clone Wars timeline by Jason Hunt.
0: There has been no official timeline uh, released yet. Over this Christmas break, I was looking for some unofficial film timelines because I desperately want to be able to watch all of the episodes in chronological order. Now, as I looked, I didn't find very many of them, and the best one I did find was a little outdated. So, inspired by Nathan T. Butler of StarWarsFanWorks.com, and helped by our very own Kyle, who does the amazing episode recaps here on The Point Lines of Wars podcast, I have right here in my own hand an unofficial timeline that I developed uh, to the best of my ability. Now, I do want to stress that it is completely unofficial and it is not supposed to be uh, set in stone. Uh, it only deals with the episodes of the Clone Wars that have been released and the Clone Wars movie. It does not deal with any of the books, the comics, or the games associated with Star Wars The Clone Wars. But now that we have all of that out of the way, let's get started with Jason's unofficial Clone Wars timeline. Now, the timeline has been set to begin uh, very definitively with Cat and Mouse, our submarine-esque uh, episode that introduced us and took away to uh, Admiral French, that great villain. Uh, That goes directly into The Hidden Enemy. Uh, All of these take place on Christophsis. The Hidden Enemy is where Obi-Wan and Anakin uh, find a traitorous clone in their mix. And then the Clone Wars movie comes next. Uh, That deals with the liberation of Christophsis, the introduction of Ahsoka Tano as Anakin's new Padawan, and then we capture and ultimate rescue of Jabba the Hutt's son, Rota the Hutt. After the Clone Wars movie, I put Clone Cadets, uh, which deals with the training of the Domino Squad. Uh, that has to come on early on in the timeline. After that, we stay in Season 3 with Supply Lines. We, uh, that shows our the initial invasion of Wyloth and the diplomacy with Jar Jar Binks, Bail Organa, and the Tordarian King Katunko. Uh, now, King Katunko is featured in the next episode, Ambush, which actually started off the entire Clone Wars series, uh, where King Katuko meets Yoda on the coral moon of Lugosa, I believe it is. And then we have the droids duology, downfall of a droid and duel of the droids, in which R2-D2 goes missing during a battle and Anakin and Ahsoka have to find him. Then after the droids duology, the rest of season one, for the most part, goes in pretty much chronological order. We have the Malevolence trilogy, uh, which has Rise of Malevolence, Shadow of Malevolence, and destroy Malevolence. Uh, those episodes obviously deal with the Separatist super ship uh, called Malevolence, and General Grievous inability to keep it from being destroyed. Then we have Brookies, which features the return of Domino Squad on the recent moon. Unfortunately, only five of Echo survive. And then we have what some of us call the Gunray Trilogy. This is the three episodes that deal with the capture, uh, rescue and escape of Newt Gunray. We have Bomb Jedi, which Padme and Jar Jar capture Newt Gunray. And then we have Cloak of Darkness, in which Asaj Ventress rescues Luke Gunray from Luminara, Unruly, and Isokotano. And, and then Lair of Grievous, that great kick episode where he mistakenly looks for Gunray in the back moon, but finds Grievous' lair instead. Then we have Dooku Captured and the Gungan General. Uh, This two-part story introduces us to everybody's favorite Clone Wars pirate, Hondo Onaka. Um, And then we go into Jedi Crash and Defenders of Peace. That two-part story has uh, Ela Sakura and Anakin and Ahsoka on Maradon rescuing the lemurs from a locked bird and his defoliator weapon. After Defenders of Peace, we have Mike's favorite episode, Trespass, which, in which Anakin and Obi-Wan accompany Senator Ryo Chichi to Otoki Konya and uh, have a bit of a heated nego- negotiation uh, with the cause. Then we have Blue Shadow Virus, a mystery of a thousand moons. And then we have our Ryloth trilogy, which has Storm over Ryloth, Innocence of Ryloth, and Liberty of Ryloth. And then after that, this is where the timeline starts to get confusing and convoluted. Uh, Next we have the Mandalore trilogy from season two. Yes, yes, the Mandalore plot, Voyage of Temptation, and Duchess of Mandalore um, next. Uh, these episodes have the rise of the Death Watch and Death to 16 traveling to Coruscant uh, to ensure the neutrality of Mandalore during Clone Wars. Then right after the Mandalore trilogy, we skip ahead to the Zillow Beast episodes with uh, the Zillow Beast and the Zillow Beast Strikes Back. After the Zilla Beast, we go right into the Boba Fett Trilogy, Death Trap, R2 Come Home, and Lethal Trackdown. Uh, Now the Zilla Beast episodes have to come before these three because Commander Pons is alive in the Zilla Beast episodes and is killed uh, by Aura Singh in Lethal Trackdown. Um, The Boba Fett trilogy, of course, introduces us uh, in the series to Boba Fett and Aura Singh. And then after Lethal Crackdown, I have Bounty Hunters, in which Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka travel to Fallujah because the medical station has been destroyed and they run across our pirate, the Onaka. And then after that, I have the Holocron Trilogy because Holocron Heights starts on Fallujah again. Now my guess is that um, Kyle helped me with this, is that they went back, because the medical station was destroyed, they went back to defend Felicia, but failed in that attempt. Uh, we also, then we have Cargo of Doom and Children of the Force to finish out that trilogy. That trilogy is our introduction to Cad Bane in the series. Uh, even though that wasn't the chronological order, he appeared. Um, Asha Crisis, uh, the episode, Hostess Crisis, in which Padme was introduced to us, actually takes place much, much later in the series. Anyways, after the Holocron trilogy, I have the Genosis Saga, in which we have Senate Spy, landing at Point Brain, weapons factory, legacy of terror, and brain invaders. Uh, Senate Spy, of course, has Padme discovering The new droid factories on Geonosis, landing at point Rain, and weapons factory. uh, deal with the destruction of said factory. Legacy of Terror and Brain Invaders deal with Queen Karina the Great's efforts at attempting to mind control the Jedi and their clones with those really creepy, gross brain worms. Uh, Lightsaber Lost is the next episode that I have. Uh, That has to come before Grievous Intrigue, because Ahsoka is standing next to uh, Karis Nude and some of the younglings that she taught uh, at the end of White Civil Lost in the war room during Grievous Intrigue. Grievous Intrigue is, of course, followed by the deserter. Uh, I think this we find Cut La hiding out on Uh Then we jump back into season three, with Sphere of influence which follows George Lucas's character Baron Pappanoida although he's now uh, chairman Pap uh, and his kidnapped daughters then we go into the season three Mandalore episodes uh, corruption of the Academy, in which teen, teen, and the Academy and the cabinet team discover poison team and the teaches kids, how to fight corruption. Then we have Assassin, which reintroduces Aura Sing to us, as she attempts to kill Padme on Alderaan. And then I have uh, Arc Troopers, which is our Battle of Nino. And she's Echo and Fives come back and become Arc Troopers at the end of that episode. Then I have our Zero trilogy, Zero the Hut. We have Evil Plans, Hostage Crisis from Season 1, and Hunt for Zero. Uh, Then we go into Heroes on Both Sides, Pursuit of Peace, and Senate Murders. Those episodes deal with a troop buildup bill that Padme is trying to, uh, to stop. Unfortunately, it passes after Senator Anaconda Farr is murdered and Senate murdered. Now, those three episodes and the zero trilogy have to have them together like this because in evil plans, the party that Padme is trying to uh, set up for the senator, uh, is for a senator that she's trying to convince him to vote with her on this bill that ultimately passed in Senate Murders. Still kind of confusing, but it looks good on paper. Then after Senate Murders, presumably that means we go forward into our Night Sisters trilogy, which started, as of this recording, last Friday with uh, Night Sisters, and will continue this Friday with Monster, and then next Friday with Witches of the Mist. Uh, And that is that. That is my timeline. Uh, Thank you very, very much for listening to me ramble on about episodes and their order. Uh, The timeline will be updated as more episodes are aired. And the order of episodes will be uh, updated as more information concerning concerning the episodes and their order is released. I will be posting this timeline on the forums, uh, our Frontlines The Clone Wars Podcast forums on StarWarsDaily.com. So if you have any comments or suggestions concerning the order of episodes, please post them there after I start the thread. Um, and I believe that is it. Thank you again so much for listening to this Frontlines The Clone Wars podcast. Special report brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com.
2: All right, so there it uh, was—the Clone Wars timeline—and great job, Jason. Appreciate uh, what you did there. And I know, Mike, you had an issue with one thing, and and of course, the timeline is going to be changing. And yeah, this was this timeline was up to the Night Sisters episode, like you heard. But uh, there was one, one thing you wanted to mention about the timeline?
1: Yeah, um, at, one point, at one point he says that, uh, like that wherever Trespass was placed, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's too far ahead in the timeline, along with a couple of other episodes. Because uh, at one point Dave Filoni had said, in I think one of the episode commentaries, I think, I think in season two, Mm-hmm. At some point, that um, that any time that you see Anakin and Obi Wan by themselves, like just the two of them, and Ahsoka's is not with them, that that means it's placed in the timeline before uh, before the movie. So he's got trespass placed after the movie, I'm fairly sure, and uh, and it's it's well before the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> in fact, it would take place before any of the other ones because I think that he said um, Cat and Mouse is the earliest episode in the timeline but if Cat and Mouse leads directly into uh, shoot what's the episode where the guy betrays them?
2: Uh, After Cat and Uh, Mouse? Hidden
1: Enemy? Is it Hidden Enemy? I can't remember there's so many episode titles all mushed up in my brain but anyways uh, (laughs) everybody knows the one I'm talking about the one where the clone trooper is betraying them um in the in the base on christophsis um see i can remember all that but i can't remember yeah exactly that was in Um, season two yeah uh, like that because those two lead directly into the movie right Mm -hmm. but um if you put trespass in there before the movie then it would be before cat and mouse which is what i think he said was the earliest episode so right get cat and uh, mouse yeah Yeah, so I think uh, they're like, uh, and 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 Jason says that like he's gonna sort of goof around with it as more information comes out, and I think by the end of the season, Dave Filoni intends on releasing a timeline of the episode so that you know what the chronological order is. But that's the one. That's the one. Like the only thing, the only real major issue that I had with it was just that one thing. Yeah. uh, that, That and probably a couple of other episodes. Um. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is the there's the two episodes where uh, they end up what what planet do they end up on with the with the clone trooper who's who's kind of gone rogue? Not rogue, but like he's gone and he's living with the family and stuff.
2: Oh, that was a uh, Cut LeQuain and uh, the deserter.
1: Yeah, the deserter. Um, and the episode before that. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka's is not in that storyline either, so that would put that before there in the timeline, and uh, so like there's, there's a few things like that. They, mm-hmm. they yeah, we just need to take a closer look and, and and if he hadn't heard that episode commentary, or he just didn't remember it, then like that's a that's a really easy mistake to make. But uh, Dave Filoni had said at one point, if you see them, like in order to keep the timeline. Going in your head, if you see Anakin and Obi Wan without mm-hmm. Ahsoka, more than likely that story takes place before the events of the movie, and hmm. that's that's what they're going for. And and I think like Trespass and some other episodes may have even been cited specifically as like, hmm. this is yeah.
2: what's going coming. So. Interesting. Yeah, I, I thought I heard that too. So it's more than likely. So it's like, but there's been a few episodes that don't have Ahsoka, but. It's like, man, how do you – As like you said, I guess you have to do it that way because who knows? Uh, you'd have to say, you know, if, if Ahsoka's not there with Obi-Wan and Anakin, then then it's before this certain point. Yeah, yeah how else would you – because that could get really confusing.
1: Yeah, you uh. also actually – actually there's one other thing you also have to look at, and I don't know if he did or not, but you have to look at um, the new costumes, the new character models. Uh, uh, ah, yeah, right they're placed further ahead in the timeline. So, like, uh, the episodes that just aired, all the political intrigue ones and stuff, all the ones that were connected, Mm -hmm. they were connected to some season one and two episodes. Um, Those would take place, actually, like, the farthest ahead in the timeline. Those would be the most recent episodes. Right. Other than what we're watching right now. Because this this episode, like, I... uh, Night Sisters and Monster mm-hmm. would be the most recent episodes um, right. in this timeline, and I think that from here on out, I think we move forward. I think that's why. Yeah, what exactly. The, yeah, the story is now. That's what so. we heard.
2: So that's that's should be easy now after this. I'm uh, trying
1: to recall back to Night Sisters. They are in their new costumes, right?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah. So that's it. Cool. Thanks for
2: your, uh, for your but work, like, Jason.
1: H- yeah, huge thanks to Jason because that, that sounded like it was a lot of work.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: and they'll be and tweaking second.
2: it here and there, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, I definitely wasn't going to do all that work, so
2: <laughs> so thanks. Yeah, good times. Good good stuff, good stuff. So with that, I think it's time we're going to to hit our recap for Monster, so let's uh, go ahead and do that. Oh.
0: Here's where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If he
2: will become a great Jedi, (laughs) Kenobi, Skywalker,
0: I've missed you.
1: Uh... Right.
0: I'm Ahsoka Tano. Destroy them both. You're
1: both right. Let's
0: make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years, have I trained Jedi? Incoming! Blast them! (laughs) No!
2: All right, and here we go with monster. After an assassination attempt on his life, Count Dooku travels to Dathomir to meet with Mother Talzin, who has promised him a new apprentice for protection. Dooku tries, Dooku tries to persuade Mother Talzin to have her night sisters join the Separatists in the Clone Wars, but she refuses his proposal. She is only agreeing to help the Count this one time to repay an old debt. So, Mike, we're back on Dathomir Uh, from the last episode right in the middle here so here we go with Dooku and he's talking with Mother Talzin and he says in this little exchange here an old and an old alliance uh, can be what it once was so I know they alluded to this on the uh, starwars.com website about you know what's going on with this old alliance and is this something we might go back to and I think they plan maybe sometime in the future of this to have a flashback or something to see why or what was going on with Dooku and, and the Sisters or Mother Talzin, you know, back in the day. Maybe maybe this is when he was uh, a Jedi or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. We don't, exactly don't know yet. And Dooku also wants the Sisters to join the Separatist cause. And, of course, Dooku knows firsthand you know how powerful an ally that these night sisters can be i mean they're force users you know this dark force or whatever the heck they're using um but of course talisman's like nope you know once this is done debts are paid and and that's it so a cool entrance here and and of course i missed last week and a bunch of a bunch of comments i wanted to make last week but (laughs) you know we'll we'll get well too bad (laughs) (laughs) we'll get to it as we as we go there so i just wanted to mention that though
1: yeah uh, okay, uh, Mother Talzin informs Count Duku that several men from the same clan as the Sith warrior Darth Maul live on the far side of Dathomir, <clears throat> and she offers to give him one of them as his new apprentice. Intrigued at the idea of a personal assassin as powerful as Maul, Dooku accepts the offer. As the Count leaves Dathomir, Mother Talzin orders Asajj Ventress to find the, new ma- uh, to find the male warriors and select the strongest one to use for their purposes. The Sisters plan to manipulate manipulate Dooku's new apprentice and use him to kill the Count in their plot for revenge.
2: Now, in this scene we see a lot of sorcery, and we saw this in, in the last episode, sorcery and the, and the potions and, the, and everything like that, So, um, with the Sisters. And, and I've read, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have read that uh, Katie Lucas, who wrote these episodes, she was heavily influenced uh, by Buffy, apparently. And obviously it shows in, in these episodes and with the sorcery and, and the magic and, and all that. So um, a different a different take on Star Wars and something that I wasn't too sure how it was going to work, but it, it's it's. It's okay for me. It's working pretty good, you know, and, and we'll get to some more of this sorcery, and I'll have some questions for you mm-hmm. uh, when we get there. But I wanted to mention that, uh, yeah, she's – and there was she mentioned the other, a couple other influences, but I thought Buffy was the, the main influence showing through on, in these episodes. Yeah. Um, Asajj well, takes – you want to say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, just wanted ahead.
1: to talk about the episode commentary really quick because okay. we've got the mention of Darth Maul here. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, Dave Filoni sort of talked about it in in the episode commentary for Monster that uh, that George wanted to have Darth Maul come back. That that was the initial story point that he wanted was for for the actual Darth Maul to make a return. And uh, and Dave was like, well, we can't really do that. You cut him in half um yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah. uh, they came up with this idea that well then they'll bring in a member of his clan so um george had said at c5 that uh it would be that it was his brother that it was darth maul's brother right and uh and it was kind of like darth maul's brother that's really weird it's his brother like Seriously? Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dave Filoni for the rest of the weekend was trying to be like, uh, yeah, well, ki- you know, kind <laughs> of his, bro- like it, George says stuff like that. And then he says in the audio, in the episode commentary, he's like, uh, so he's kind of, he's like, they're, they're all brothers of sorts. And I was like, it was yeah. his last. It's a brotherhood, yeah. It was like his last clearing up of like, they're, they're not actual brother brothers, but uh, they might be. Who knows?
2: Yeah, they might be. We're not they're all doing from this- the same tribe. Yeah, they're not done with this, this, uh, this trilogy yet, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but, but since you mentioned that about uh, Darth Maul, uh, for those of you who don't think that George listens, uh, it's apparently uh, he does listen to what the fans say, because uh, Filoni said George wanted to bring Darth Maul back, and of course Darth Maul was you know one of the shining points of, of the prequel trilogy, even though he was only in episode one, but still, huge impact that Maul had and i think that he's is listening to the fans and we'll see what happens uh, at the end of this uh third this trilogy here we'll finish up and uh we'll talk about that but and one other thing too about this uh, we got kind of the dual stories going on here dooku is obviously looking for some more protection um from last episode i mean he thinks yeah. that jedi are coming after him now so these Sith lords need protection. He's looking for protection. And on the other hand, the Knight Sisters are looking for revenge. So you got two different, you got two things going on here, and it's, it's going to come to a head. Uh, as Asajj takes a speeder and travels to a settlement of all male Zabrak warriors, um, the leader of the village, Brother Viscus, orders the strongest of the men to line up. Ventress selects a handful of warriors that are to her liking, including one named Savage, and his brother feral Asajj tells the men that she will put them through three tests and the one who survives will be her
0: champion. Him. And him. These men are to your liking, sister? Yes. Now for the tests. There will be three of them. Whoever survives will be my
1: champion and go on to serve me. Understood?
0: Yes, yes sir. Excellent. Let the games begin.
2: And you know what? I, I love this scene where you finally get to see all these Zabraks and you see all the tattoos and you're like, oh, wow, you know, it's Darth Maul territory. But but apparently, you know, there was there was some talk about how darth maul's tattoos were sith but of course now we know that this is like a warrior thing in this in this tribe and uh you know like i said you guys know i'm not huge on the eu so i'm going at the clone wars with hey this is what it is and um, apparently like i said all the tattoos are kind of a warrior tribe type of thing and it's kind of interesting how this planet is is broken down the zabraks are located on you know the other side of this uh, dathomir and, uh, and and also right away we see that Savage is not like we've seen him in all these previews. Uh, and it's probably a little surprise to everyone who watched this, and and I was kind of a surprise to me when I watched it back in December because all the previews showed him as what well, we'll see him later on. Uh-uh. But he's not like that. He's a he's a smaller guy. His horns are small, and uh, and 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 we also see that he could be a little smarter than than anything else because. All he's worried about right now is Feral. his 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 brother, quote unquote, and you know, I guess it's his you know blood brother. I guess I don't know, but we'll find out. But uh, some interesting things about Savage going on here, and it'll continue.
1: Okay, Uh, the first test takes place in an arena. Brother Viscus looks on as Asajj fights the six men she has chosen. Even though the Zabraks have weapons and she is unarmed. Asajj easily defeats all of her opponents. She kills two of the men with their own weapons and incapacitates the other four, disgusted by their lack of skill.
2: The second challenge takes place at night. Savage, Feral, and the other two remaining warriors must fight Ventress without being able to see her. Striking from the shadows, Asajj kills the first two men without warning. When she targets Feral, Savage anticipates her attack. He pushes his brother out of, the, out of harm's way, and finds Ventress lurking in the dark.
1: The third test begins with only Savage and Farrell left standing. Oh, so Farrell fears that only one of them will survive, but Savage assures him that they can both make it through if they work as a team. Ventress begins chasing the two brothers through a maze of giant stone pillars. When Farrell falls behind, Savage finds him and attacks him. Savage returns to defend his brother, and he begs Ventress to spare his life. She agrees and sends Feral away, while she and Savage engage in fierce hand-to-hand combat. Savage proves to be a formidable opponent, almost equal to Ventress in fighting skill. But she is able to defeat him, and he surrenders his life to
2: her. Alright, we gotta talk about this, uh, this trial here now. Mm-hmm. We get some sort you know, like I said, we get some sort of these you know, quote-unquote trials here with all the, the Zabeks trying to to kill Asajj. And we see early that Savage has some skill on these trials. You know, he... I don't know, it's... He, at one point she throws... Uh, I think she throws a couple of axes or something like that at him. And he's yeah. able to duck and, and jump over one. And uh, the first actual trial is just basic hand-to-hand combat. And we see how, how he makes it through there and... and Two of them get uh, dispatched pretty easy. The second trial deals with being able to, quote-unquote, see what cannot be seen. And this is my theory about this, and I don't know what you think, Mike, uh, that Asajj is looking for a a warrior with some sort of force ability because she's in the dark, and and for them to actually fight her, they're going to have to know she's coming a little bit beforehand. I don't know if you think that's actual force ability or... Or just sense, or what's going on? What do you think about that? That second trial?
1: I think that might be what she's trying to to find in them is maybe some force ability. It, it could also just be skill, right? Um, yeah. Because yeah. they' we're gonna, as we're going to see later, they're going to imbue the candidate with with all the force energy they're going to need. But um, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: But maybe maybe she did need to find somebody who had just that spark. Who is something force yeah. sensitive? yeah in order for it to take right because because i don't know maybe you can't make a a non-force sensitive person force sensitive um, yeah
2: right right yeah that's what i thought too it's it's it, it makes sense you know that she's looking for someone to to be an apprentice pretty much and, yeah. and to, to to uh manipulate so having some sort of force power i i believe that's what she's looking for and then the third the last challenge involves um some more hand to hand combat, and uh, I like how Savage, you know, I believe is is more concerned about getting himself and Feral out of there, yeah. than than winning these trials. I mean, he he's really concerned about his brother, and it doesn't really go into why or what's going on. I, it's just giving him some sort of a, some character traits on 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 what's going to happen in just a few moments. But uh, a great fight scene, uh, some great music in there. Uh, with the pillars going up and down and, yeah. and uh, the, the combat that they use. It's, it's really well done. Fantastic scene. So I was really happy to see that. Great fight scene. Um, the next morning, Ventress takes Savage from his village and brings him back to the Night Sisters. Mother Towson examines him and praises his strength and anger, calling him a perfect male specimen. She then touches Savage on the forehead and instantly puts him to sleep. Now, here's Asajj, she delivers Savage to Mother Talzin, and she is impressed and feels that, you know, the hate from him, and I'm not sure how she can feel that already, and, and what is this hate that they're talking about, because is this hate directed directly at the Night Sisters now, because uh, they came over and pulled Savage away from his brother, and, and this whole nine yards? I, I think that's what's going on here. Yeah, because, I think so. You know, she's feeling hate from him, but- <clears throat> You know, the only thing I can think of is his hate is directed straight at them because of what he's yeah. being put through. So um and of course we get more of the sorcery and witchcraft going on with she touches him on the forehead and he kinda goes to sleep. So um and this and this dark force you should um I don't know, we'll see if this what makes him a monster or not. But uh Go ahead, Mike. I just wanna mention that.
1: Uh, the Night sisters gather around Savage's body and Mother Talzin performs a magic ritual that transforms the strong athletic warrior into a massive brute with longer horns, greater height, and bulging muscles. When the transformation is complete, Mother Talzin touches Savage on the head again. He wakes up and immediately grabs Ventress by the throat, but she is able to control him and commands that he let her go. <clears throat> she then summons a prisoner and Two Night Sisters bring in Feral. As his final test, Ventress orders Savage to kill his own brother. Feral begs for his life, but Savage lifts up his brother in the air with one hand and snaps his neck. Mother Talzin uses her magic to conjure an enchanted axe for Savage to use, and Ventress suggests that they give the apprentice to his new master.
0: Savage. Kill him. Sarge, you know me. I am your kin. Do not do this. I said, kill him. No! Brother! Brother, please! You beg, weakling. Someone! good very good you will learn to draw your strength from your emotions hate will feed you never sympathize with the enemy not even for a moment yes sister
2: wow and a very powerful scene and a great scene there with yeah. uh with savage and Farrell. and you know savage hesitates for a moment but he ultimately uh kills kills feral now, what is this going on with this um, – I was going to ask you about this too, Mike. This sorcery, and this witchcraft, they lift him up. They're doing this this little seance type of thing going on. Is this dark force transforming Savage into uh, this monster he becomes? Is that what's going on? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking that's what's going on here. Because they are, like I said, the Night Sisters can use uh, the force mm-hmm. and – is that what that is? Is that dark force changing him into that monster he is?
1: Yeah, well, I think've we've, we've seen uh, in in the movies themselves, like in the live action films, mm-hmm. that the dark side has a tendency to corrupt things and uh, and the force can can change you physically. I mean uh, the emperor emperor yeah and, and, that's a bit uh, and yeah. even maul and and Vader Vader yeah have these aspects, uh, their eyes change and, uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, so I think that, that, yeah, we're supposed to get that, like, they're essentially concentrating some dark side magic and, uh, and forcing it through. Although you know what, like the night sisters may not be the good guys, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that they necessarily are dark side either you know right what I mean? yeah. like they're they're almost it's almost like if if you're going to put the jedi on one side they're on the light side and you're going to put the the sith on the dark side
2: mm-hmm.
1: then maybe the night sisters sort of fall somewhere in the middle cuz yeah, it okay. feels like ventress is a little bit more savage and and bloodthirsty than oh than
2: yeah
1: the other night sisters the other night sisters seemed really controlled right um but she is almost out of control, right? Um,
2: yeah, definitely.
1: And that's the that's that rage and anger and all that sort of thing. Like like uh Talzin is not she she doesn't seem to be motivated by by anger or hatred. She's just no, no. looking for power, which is only one of the, the tenets of the Sith. So yeah. um, True. So maybe it's not necessarily dark side energy, but just force energy. Just
2: force itself, yeah. Right. That
1: that they're imbuing him with.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, That's I mean the point. lightning kind of points towards it being dark side, and, and that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's 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 kind of difficult to say. I mean they they yeah, right. yeah. they've obviously got something figured out here that they're doing, but um, but yeah. it is kind of unclear where well, that power is coming from and what, what that is that's transforming. But,
2: yeah, I think, and, and you make a good point about Ventress is like totally over top because all she wants to do is get revenge. Yeah. She's, she's got to get at, uh, at Dooku and, and the other ones, like you said, are a little more controlled and they're going to help her, but they're yeah. not into this big uh, revenge like she is. So, yeah, interesting. That's good. That's a good, uh, good point you make there. Um, the Night Sisters take a shuttle to Count Dooku's home planet of Sereno. They land near Dooku's palace, and Mother Talzin introduces the Count to Savage Opress. The monstrous warrior emerges from the shuttle and bows before his new master. And Mother Talzin promises Dooku that Savage will serve him well. And Duku, of course, finally meets Savage, and we've seen all these clips uh, before. But did you notice that when Savage bowed his head, he kind of had a, a little bit of a smirk? Not a smirk, but he kind of squinted his eyes or like... You know, mm-hmm. if you go back, listeners, and you, and you see that again, you'll, you'll see him kind of do something with his eyes. Like, oh, obviously he's under some control, or he's, you know, the plan, to, uh, the plan is in effect here, and, and he's going with the plan. So I just wanted to, to mention that if anybody else noticed that.
1: Uh, anyways, mm-hmm. go ahead,
2: Mike. Uh, inside the palace, Dooku
1: gives Savage his first assignment to test his skills as a warrior. The Republic is using a temple on the planet Deveron as a military base of operations, and Duku wants it captured for the Separatists. There's a really cool moment here where Duku says they're using this temple, and Savage kind of gives them this look, like, "Well, I think he even says a temple." Yeah. And yeah. And Duku's like, "Don't be fooled. They're they're just using it. It's just, you know, like it's a it, it's a trick. They're using it as like a essentially like a, a, a hiding place." Yeah. Right. For their base. And, and he's kind of sort of trying to put it in Savage's head that, like, these guys are manipulating, like, the Jedi are manipulating a temple, like, a sacred place, as a military outpost. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, more than likely, the truth is very different, right? Because the Sith are all about deception. So, oh, definitely, So, anytime Dooku says anything. <laughs> you can't take it for what it's worth, right? Yeah, you got, yeah. You got to read between the lines. Yeah, and I think that what what they're trying to get across here is that you know, like that that Dooku is manipulating Savage, but Savage might not necessarily be as bad as
2: he's made out to be.
1: Yeah. As he's made out to be, especially not yet.
2: Not yet. And right. Right.
1: Like it. Maybe later on, he'll he'll start to sort of like once once. Uh, Dooku starts to teach him in the in the arts of the dark side and that sort of thing. Same with how he corrupted Ventress, right? Like it's kind of like we're getting to see the story of Ventress all over again, but really quickly with this
2: storyline. So okay, yeah,
1: like it maybe like later on he'll be more corrupted and he'll become evil, but at the moment. kind of like the night sisters he's a little bit more on that neutral side maybe a little bit leaning leaning towards dark because they are like he is obviously yeah willing to kill people and that sort of thing but um like he's not he's not so virtuous as a jedi but maybe a little bit closer to neutral hmm. than uh than duku or or asaj
2: yeah well that's a that's an interesting point you made about the temple because i remember hearing that but now it makes sense, you know, like you said, maybe that he's thinking about it like, yeah, yeah. Why, why am I going, I don't want to do this for well, a second it, there. It yeah.
1: seems like they're going to a lot of lengths to make Savage's character really sympathetic. Exactly, yeah, with the and brother sort of, thing, yeah. Yeah, right. and taking taking the character of Darth Maul and essentially making him a bit more of a hero. Because, I mean, Darth Maul, out and out bad guy. Right. Like, from the get-go, the, the red and black, the horns, the the demon eyes the red lightsaber you know like it just everything <laughs> yeah. about Maul immediately immediately speaks to the fact that he's evil same as as Vader right like that's that was kind of like these are obviously uh, oh, yeah. conscious decisions that they've made in these characters designs whereas Savage when we first meet him when he isn't quite as big and menacing and he doesn't have the giant axe and stuff um, he looks like he could go either way, you know. Like, oh, yeah, uh, the, the the golden black doesn't necessarily mean that he's as bad as Maul, you know. Like that that maybe like the black is still kind of foreboding, but he's got those yellow eyes. He doesn't have the yellow and red eyes, like he doesn't have those those sort of bloodshot demon eyes, right? Um, and uh, and the horns aren't <laughs> huge
2: and <laughs> yeah, looking yet, yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, like it's it's almost it's almost like they're attempting to make him a more. Yeah, I mean he's definitely a more complex character than Maul ever was in the movies. Oh, already, movies yeah,
2: he, already, definitely.
1: Um, but yeah, like, and then and then, I mean, I gotta mention the voice acting by Clancy Brown. Oh I mean, yeah, just he's an amazing, amazing voice actor that people will know from. Dozens of things, but most notably for me is uh, his, his role as Lex Luthor oh, on right. the Justice League and Superman animated series. Um,
2: yeah, great point. Yeah. And
1: he is so great at playing that line of good guy, bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, especially charming villain, like, like, he's really good at that. And I think that, that as this character develops, as we see more of him, we're going to see He's not as one note as, as maybe Darth Maul was. Um, and maybe we're, we're going to get to learn more about Maul as well and find out that he wasn't as one note. I mean, there are comic books and novels and that sort of thing that paint Maul as a little bit more of a sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. they kind of try and do the same thing with Grievous, only like, they, uh, really all they try and show with Grievous is that at one point he wasn't a mechanical monster, he was just a regular monster, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You know>? um, <laughs> yeah he was still a warrior and stuff, but they kind of make it seem like, well, that's his his, uh, his heritage, his, his culture. Mm-hmm. but yeah, so uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know, like it, they're definitely trying to make Savage a more sympathetic character and give him little moments like this that might be foreshadowing maybe a different fate.
2: Yeah, exactly, and maybe a different fate in this, in this particular trilogy, and we'll find out. Good yeah. point. That was good. Nice, nice point, though. Uh, Savage travels to Deveron, where Jedi Master Halsey, his Padawan, Knox, and a squad of clone troopers defend the temple from droid forces. Savage lands his ship on a bridge leading to the temple and disembarks. He charges forward, knocking several battle droids out of his way and slaughters the Republic troops. Master Halsey charges in to fight him, but Savage disarms the Jedi, knocks him to the ground, and crushes him with with his axe. Knox rushes to avenge his master's death, but he is completely outmatched, and Savage kills the Padawan with one blow. He then reports to Dooku that the Jedi have been destroyed, and the temple has been taken. Wow, what? Talk about total domination. Holy yeah. mackerel. Savage goes through these clones like a hot knife through butter. And uh, a vicious attack on the Jedi. I mean, oh. there's, some, there's some, wow, some imagery here. I mean, we saw this in the, in the previews months ago. and It's like, wow. This guy, he makes no bones. He's he there to do a job, and he gets it done in a matter of, of seconds. I mean, just yeah. plowing through these guys. And, and uh, two Jedi are, are taken out with relative ease. And, and, and here's the thing. Savage is not even uh, hasn't even trained in the in the in the force yet or any any Sith or any yeah. any abilities yet.
1: This is just oh. raw. Doesn't even have a lightsaber. Either. Doesn't he's, even have a lightsaber. He's got his axe. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is just raw power, man. It's like like Frankenstein here. He almost yeah. sounded like Frankenstein earlier when he's when he's growling. But yeah, just going nuts here. Uh, great, good scene though. Good scene.
1: For sure. I uh, let's see. And lastly. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping way ahead. That's, a, that's an email. We're on the last paragraph here. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, Savage returns to Sereno, where his master praises him for his success. Dooku plans to teach Savage to use the dark side of the Force and make him as powerful as the great Darth Maul. He even hopes that he and his new apprentice can become strong enough to destroy Darth Sidious and rule the galaxy together.
0: You have done
1: well, Savage. I'll have much use for you. Thank you, my lord.
0: I foresee we will do great things together. I shall teach you the ways of the Dark Side.
1: Soon your powers will rival that of the great Sith Lord Darth
0: Maul. We will be even more powerful than Lord Sidious we shall rule the galaxy together my apprentice i am your servant master
2: oh wow did i love this scene right here i'll tell you what sith lord who acknowledges his intentions to his new apprentice i mean you know and it sounds like they're going to go after darth sidious here and this is the way i guess it is with with sith and and, you know, it's always the apprentice trying to overthrow, you know, the master uh, ever since the rule of two. And mm-hmm. this is I love these scenes when you have some some dark stuff going in here and some some Sith, uh, Sith stuff going on as far as, hey, this is what's going to happen. You're coming in to be my my apprentice. Our goal is to take out the big guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this. how. Dooku acknowledges that wow you know he sees what savage can do and this is like i said earlier without any without any training and Mm -hmm. and uh dooku is going wow i got something here you know i'm gonna take this guy i'm gonna teach him what i know teach him about the dark side and we're going for the top and this is uh, man i love this scene and and even though i know what's going to happen um there's some great stuff coming on so uh yeah Great way to end. Great way to end this scene uh, here. Oh, for sure. Yeah, perfectly. And, and we're going to get some great stuff though. But uh, that was it, man. That was that was episode two, kind of the middle episode, and some great things happen. You know, like you talked about earlier, Mike, the voice work. You know, Clancy Brown yep. coming in and knocking it out of the park. Great fight scene with Savage showing his power uh, without any training yet. Uh, the Dooku scenes, man. I love Dooku in this, man. He's he's being he's becoming so great in this series. Oh, well, they're finally
1: him? using him properly, and, and yeah, yeah, before he's just been kind of barking out orders to people, but yeah. now we get to see him as a as an actual Sith doing something that Sith do, which is train their their apprentices, right? So yeah, um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely and like they're notching the character up a little bit, um, and I mean the voice acting for the character has always been
2: top oh, first not. rate, yeah,
1: but uh... But to get to to have a little bit of substance to what he's talking about and the things that that he's doing, I mean, like last week's episode uh, with Night Sisters, we got to see him be about as about as awesome as a as a Sith king oh, <laughs> fighting off three that was attackers while yeah. blind and like it's yeah. just like Dooku rules. Like he, he's like, I don't even need to see you. Yeah, I'll just knock you around without the use of my eyes. You know. Yeah, um, fantastic. And, uh, yeah. and then in this episode, we get to see him uh, is flex those uh, those Machiavellian muscles <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, excellent.
1: Although, like, we're we're gonna find out that maybe he's not quite as in control as he likes to think he is.
2: Hmm, interesting. But, uh, yeah, we'll save
1: that for next week. <laughs> Difficult. Definitely. We've already seen the episode, right? <laughs> and not only yeah. that, but like. So long ago.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, it's been a while. Huh? Yeah, like
1: at the time, to- at the point. Well, no, even now it's been more than a month. Yeah, it's yes. been more than a month since we saw all three of these episodes, and we're not going to see- get to see this last one until the twenty-first. So, it's kind of like.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this last one, though. Yeah, for sure, and to see what uh, what what the the community has to think about what happens at the uh, at this last episode. So yeah, that was it, man. That was monster good stuff. So uh with that, I think it's time to head on over to the mailbag. You ready?
0: Yes. Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter. We're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics, or right across the street from Metrotown. But hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online Uh,
1: everything's under control here. Situation normal. What happened? We, uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but everything's perfectly alright. We're fine. We're, We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Uh, (laughs) <laughs> All right, uh. really quick, really quick, before we get into the mailbag, let me just address the fact that we have these ads. Uh, somebody had, uh, I think, commented on an episode on the website or sent an email or something, complaining about the the advertisement, and uh, and they're like, "Why is that even in there?" And it's like, "Well, that's in there because uh, they 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 pay us money, so uh, that's that's why." It's all about sponsorship. There's, there's yeah. an advertisement. So, um, if if you guys have issues with the advertisement, then uh, then you guys could pay us money, <laughs> and I'll <laughs> gladly take it down. But uh, but as long as as he, uh, Metropolis Comics and Toys, which is an awesome comic book store, continues to pay us some monies, um and uh, and sponsor us, then uh, then they're gonna be our sponsor. So uh, that's just kind of the way it is. You know, like it's not it's not cheap to to run a podcast, especially not to run oh, yeah. a good quality podcast. Um, there's a lot of people out there who do it for incredibly cheap, and we do it for fairly cheap. It's not like I've got a huge mixer board or anything like that going on here. But uh, no, definitely not. No. But you know, like it it it, it costs. It does cost a bit. So. Yeah. Uh, in order to defer those costs and keep the podcast coming to you guys we uh we go for sponsorship stuff and uh and we 've had some other sponsors in the past that haven 't worked out uh and that that essentially never paid me so um <laughs> that's not good yeah yeah so uh they this is a sponsor that works, and uh yeah, so we 're gonna stick
2: with them yeah um, we thank them for for helping us out too like you said Mike yeah. it's... It's uh we do this, it's a free, all podcasts are free and, and it costs money, believe it or not, yep. to do podcasts. So a way to offset that is you try to find people to, uh, yep. to, to advertise and that's how you help out. So, uh, but we thank them, man. We thank, uh, Metropolis for helping us out. So with a mailbag, uh, we're going to go with, uh, a new, a new, new one here from a new listener. It's, uh, Marcus, and he says, uh, hey, guys, uh, Marcus here. I wanted to take a moment to write you an email to thank you for a few things. First, thank you so much for your great content. I love the Clone Wars on Cartoon Network, and I love your show. I'm happy every time I receive my RSS letting me know new content has arrived. I found your podcast in July and have been trying to listen ever since. I was lucky enough to find you guys in time to hear Celebration 5 episodes. Jealous, I love hearing about everything you saw and experienced. I totally dug all the co-hosts you had. Uh, the host formerly known as Big and Steve is one of my favorites. I love the discussions, especially when you go off-topic and geek out on Star Wars. It's awesome. Mike and Matt, you guys are sick. You totally make me my Star Wars obsession feel inadequate and inept. I've always prided myself on being a Star Wars fan, and you guys totally make me feel like I have a long way to go before I am of the same stature. The Force is with you. Second, thanks for giving me a chance to hear Steve again. Don't know what his next handout will be or his next project. I hope he finds success in whatever he chooses and hopefully will bestow upon us access to his talents. And lastly, but definitely not least, thank you so much for your the episodes dedicated to Irvin Kirshner. Making no excuses, I have not, I've just not had the opportunity to express my sorrows with the passing of such a uh, Star Wars great. Star Wars is such a part of my life, and anybody who knows me totally knows that I'm a devoted fan. I was feeling guilty because I didn't stop to take a moment for Curse. As much as I love the entire saga, Expanded Universe, Sith, Jedi, Episode 5 was my favorite, or my absolute favorite. Growing up, I'd like to wake up early in the morning uh, just so I could watch Episode 5 before I went to school. I did so all through elementary, junior high, and even in high school when I had uh, an early morning class and had to be there by uh, 6.30 a.m. I know, pretty weird, huh? That's how much I loved it. I could recite the entire trilogy's dialogue on demand. These days, it's still the one I watch the most. Anyway, you guys gave me an opportunity to honor a great person for the great work he gave to us fans. I will never forget when I heard he passed, but now I'll never forget that you guys helped me say goodbye to him in my own way. For this, I thank you and will always be in your debt for such a great podcast. Sorry for the long-winded email. May the force be with you always. Wow. Great email from uh, Marcus here. appreciate you uh, sending your thoughts in. And uh, he says a couple yeah. things here. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 nice uh, to have, first of all, Steve uh, Glosson on the podcast. Uh, he's kind of taken a break for a while. And uh, I know, Mike, you and him are pretty good friends. And uh, usually mm-hmm. when you call on him, he'll he'll answer the call. So it was, that was a fun podcast. We got to talk about, uh, Kirsh and empire, which we normally don't get to do on this podcast, but it was nice talking about some, some, uh, regular films and, uh, the OT and, uh, you know, I don't feel inadequate, man. Uh, you know, we're just, uh, me and Mike here, we're, it sounds, you know, like we're, you know, gigantic and we have all the toys and we're into uh, yeah. everything, but, uh, you know, we're kind of just like you, you know, we, we like to show and, uh, we wanted to do I joined up with Mike in the last I don't know, it's been a year and a half now, just to, to find a way to talk about Star because we like it so much. But uh don't definitely don't feel inadequate, man. It's uh Yeah. There's enough for everybody, you
1: know. yeah because there's bigger fans than us too. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. So uh we are not we're definitely not the uh the the biggest of the big and uh yeah, no, dude. It, it, there's there's nothing to feel inadequate about because we do research and we we work on this. It's not a, a natural thing, let's say. Like it's not. Yeah. Um. Not default. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got to do a lot of work to keep up with you guys.
2: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: To, uh, to bring you guys a good show every week. So it's um. Yeah, it's mostly that yeah we got to we got to read up on stuff and and figure things out for you guys
2: and and we wouldn't be doing this unless there was listeners and uh totally so we thank you guys for listening and 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 sending in content like like Kyle does and like Jason does and all you guys on the forums and uh that really helps us out and and to send us feedback on the show helps us out a lot too so we thank you guys for emailing all the time and, and keep them up, man. We, we love to get, uh, to get feedback and emails and all that. So thank you to Marcus for sending that in. Great email. So, uh, and then now we're on to the forum post of the week. Mike, what do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, okay. So we got the forum post from <laughs> Darth Genesis. Uh, and he asks, what will your next collecting purchase be? Uh, and here's what he posted what's the next thing you have your eye on I have been consumed by getting action figures lately last week I got my first item from sideshow 12 inch Palpatine so now I have my eye on, on the sideshow Palpatine throne it looks so nice I am very happy with this figure but since I don't have any other ones I can't compare it to anything else so, uh, so what's your next, what's, what's your next plan? Herchus? Well, you know, here's the thing.
2: I, since we kind of skipped, uh, collecting, I wanted to put this in here, um, and, and kind of mention this he's into the, uh, the action figures. And I think that's the biggest thing right now is I'm trying to, um, get my action figure collection. You know, I, am a mint on card collector, so I'm, I'm only focusing on the vintage cause there's just, there's too much out there for me and I can't afford all that with the clone wars and everything else. So, I decided to go with the vintage and the vintage cards because um, apparently they're going to do Clone Wars on there. Uh, maybe sometime they might do Clone Wars Realistic. So there's a lot of possibilities for for this vintage line. So I'm trying to collect all these Minton cards. So I'm trying to finish out my um, uh, Wave 2 and 3. I got just a couple mm-hmm. more to go. But I do collect some of the Sideshow stuff, some of the Gentle Giant stuff. That is, some, that is nothing that I collect very often because it is expensive and i know it, once you start on that uh that sideshow path man it could get really Ooh, it can draw you in so uh so be careful on that vintage line man it'll whoo you can spend some money on there so yeah i'm looking forward to getting uh just finishing out my my keep keep up with my vintage collection actually and uh keep that going mint on card and then maybe get a couple of statues here and there uh because i like i like those things um of course some guys on the forum like uh like uh Kyle Garslim, he's he's looking at the he's at the he's doing the Clone Wars uh figures. So he got some he talked about getting Shock and Quinlan Voss and apparently they're coming out with an, a new Obi Wan and a and a heavy. Uh I know Boyd. He's talking about Cad Bane with the Toto three sixty. Uh mm-hmm. and then he's also talking about uh, Admiral Akbar and the Vintage Collection, which I just picked up uh yesterday. Great figure. Um so uh and then uh, uh, Genesis here he's also looking at the uh, Return of the Jedi line um, the Gamorrean Guard which that's another great figure that Gamorrean Guard is so good I'm thinking of picking up another one just to open uh, one, of my, one of the best figures I've seen in a long time but uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at right now I'm, I'm sticking with the vintage stuff what about you Mike is there anything catching your eye lately
1: Oh, you know what I've been so busy with everything else that I have not even uh, really seen a lot I'm just on Rebel Scum right now, taking a quick look, and I see these new, uh, these pics of the new, the next wave of Clone Wars, not the next wave, but like some new, new waves, Clone yeah. Wars stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it looks like they've got like uh, Anakin and Ahsoka in their new costumes. which look pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but, yeah.
0: Oh, I don't TV. even know because
1: like I'm I'm not I haven't really bought any action figures in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some cool stuff for Christmas, so that was kind of that's kind of hiding me over for the moment. Mostly at the moment, I think it's comics. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been collecting the uh, the the omnibus for the a uh, long time ago. All of the 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 Marvel. Oh Star yeah, Wars comics. I really want to get those. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I just. There's something about them, just like that they're they're so rough and uh, and the stories are so like they they're not as entangled as stuff seems to be nowadays. Like it was just kind of like let's just tell some cool stories with some dudes with lightsabers and the Millennium Falcon and that sort of thing. So for me, like that's really that's really a cool thing. Um, I haven't <laughs> actually gotten to read a lot of them yet because they're pretty thick. Yeah, but um, and I got to keep up with all my current comics and that sort of thing because I read a lot.
0: Yeah. But
1: I, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy collecting those. Um, there hasn't really been a lot else that that's really caught my eye lately. I don't know. We'll see when as Toy Fair gets closer. Yeah, we
2: got Toy Fair coming in a, um, in about a month
1: yeah. I or always so, get yeah. a little bit more excited. But I.
2: Yeah. Well, one other thing yeah. I wanted to get to was. Um, I still haven't got the the big ad-at yet. And that's one of those, that was probably like the toy of the year last year was that big ad-at. Because the, the price point and the just the amount of stuff you got with it, I mean, it was just like, it hit the ball out of the park with that one. And that's something that I, I kind of want to add to my collection. Not exactly sure where the heck I would put it, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's one that I wanted to, I definitely want to try to pick up maybe on sale here one of these days. So, uh, But yeah, I know... Uh, I could
1: use a couple of freako bikes to go with my trespass figures, but there you go.
2: That's it, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. So that's what's going on. So post your post your stuff on the forum, and uh, as far as the forums go, I think uh, we you we, you heard the timeline earlier, and I think Jason was talking about maybe putting that time, that uh, timeline on there, and and yeah. maybe do a few tweaks to it. So, um, but yeah, definitely tell your friends about the forum. Uh, we're getting a little bigger each each week, so it's nice, you know. Maybe a, a, a member or two every every week, so that's nice, and uh, that's just more more discussion we can have. So head on. Yeah, over tell to, all your friends. Yeah, but, uh, actually
1: the um, the the Twitter has like exploded. It seems like every week there's about thirteen or fourteen new mm-hmm. new followers on Twitter, which is really cool to see. Um, but I uh, but uh, you know what I would love is if the Facebook would would kind of explode in the same way like the twitter yeah
2: definitely
1: yeah if everybody could uh send their friends invites all of all of your star wars friends because we've got like uh like 400 people following us on twitter and uh and we've only got 160 or so following us on On facebook Facebook, so yeah i mean that's uh that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, yeah, I, yeah. T- t- followers. Three hundred and fifty five followers on on Twitter. Mm. So that's that's pretty big from one sixty two on Facebook. On Facebook. So yeah. let's get uh let's get those Facebook numbers up.
2: Yeah, that'd be fun, and we can you know we we can have some discussions on the Facebook as well. So either either way, it'd be it'd be fun. It'd be nice. Uh, so. So uh, thanks to Jar- Darth Genesis on the forums. And like, like Mike said, man, let your friends know and let's, let's keep it going. So uh, with that, let's, uh, I need, think we need to find out what's going on next week, huh? Yes. So next week, uh, we're going to finish out this, uh, this trilogy here. And uh, it is entitled Witches of the Mist. And an act of betrayal will create a new threat that could consume the galaxy with hate.
1: an act of betrayal will create a new threat that could consume the galaxy with hate.
0: You must put your plot into effect now. Night will fall. Don't miss the conclusion of a special three-part Star Wars The Four Wars event, The Night Sisters Trilogy. Friday
1: at 8.30, 7.30 Central. We'll take them together. <laughs> Only on
0: Cartoon Network.
2: Oh, and there's Obi Wan. We'll take him together. We've heard that before. Wow. So we got some big stuff coming up, man. I tell you what, this this final act is is gonna is is gonna be awesome. I think everybody's gonna be happy with how this ends. And it's oh gonna...
1: man, do you know what? This third episode is the best one. Oh in yeah. This, in yeah. this arc, um, the 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 stuff. Just thinking back to what we got to see, some of these moments are just. Like standout moments for the yeah. Clone Wars, yeah. so uh, yeah, I'm I'm psyched to watch that again. These last couple, like especially the first one, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'll watch <laughs> it. And, you know, I've already seen it. Once you've seen it, it's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Because um, I'm not really a massage fan, right? So ah, that I see. didn't matter that much to me. Okay. And then with this one, I'm like, that's cool because Dooku's being awesome and and savage is pretty cool and that storyline's all great but in this next one it's like savage is totally amped up and ready ready to go and uh and you get obi-wan and anakin and they're fighting him and it's like come on like is there anything else that that could possibly make me happier i don't think
2: so. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely man it's gonna be good and i can't wait to see what uh the front lines listeners have to think of this third episode and yeah, fans in sure. general because it's, it's gonna be good it's gonna be... So we're gonna have a great, great discussion next week. So uh, I think that's gonna do it for this week, though, Mike. What do you think?
1: Yep, yeah, that's it. That's all right. that's all. That's all she wrote for this week's episode. So thank you for listening. And uh, as always, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars. So that's twitter.com/slash/Clone Wars. And head over to Facebook to join our group. Facebook.com/slash/Clone Wars Podcast. And like we mentioned before, can you enjoy us, join us on the Star Wars Daily forums at forum.starwarsdaily.com and uh, yeah, we would love to discuss things with you over there. I might even get back in the forums. I'm go. not promising anything, but, uh, <laughs> but I, might, I might get in there and make a comments or you. Let's do it. Uh, I'm sure I've probably got like an Ask mic forum that is like full of questions that need to be answered, so yeah, you got to get over there so yeah <laughs> uh, and, all right. that's, uh, that's it for this week so we'll catch that's you it. guys next week that's it, we'll see you next week
0: well, another close to another wonderful show Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontline's The Clone Wars Podcast brought to you of course by StarWarsDaily.com force is strong yeah. with you all And it will be with you always.